episode of Discussing Documentaries with me, Matt Wills, and Rick Wharton. Say hello, Rick. Hiya, folks. So on today's Discussing Documentaries, we are talking about chicken people. <laughs> yes, I said that right. Chicken people. It's a 2016 release. It's 83 minutes long, and it is available on Amazon Prime. Produced by Strongman Hames Film and Motto Pictures, and it's directed by Nicole Lucas Hames. So uh, she's got some skin in the game there. And it made 71 grand. I don't know how much it costs to make. I'm guessing not 71 grand. So they probably had a, a reasonable return on investment. Uh, Chicken People takes a humorous and heartfelt look at the colourful and hugely competitive world of champion show chicken breeders. Yes, I said that right. Champion show chicken breeders. It's a real life best in show, but it's about chickens. And it focuses mainly on the Ohio National Championships, which is it's like the Olympics of chicken showing, except it happens every year and it's about chickens and really, really eccentric people. So you can know who, who picked this one. It was clearly, this is with me. Uh, it's got a couple of accolades. It was the official selection at the Nashville Film Festival. It was the AFI Docs official selection. It was the official selection at the SXFW in 2016. The official selection in the Port Townsend Film Festival. And finally, friend of the show, it was the official selection at the Seattle International Film Festival 2016. Go Mavericks, rest in peace, Kurt Cobain. Now, I found this one by one of the things I do a lot. I don't, have I ever told you this, Rick? I um, I trawl the trailer channels. I watch all the trailers. Like me and my missus can sit there right. for hours watching trailers. And I saw a trailer for Chicken People. It got added to favourites. And when it popped up as this has been released... I was like, can we watch it? Let's watch it. Come on, let's watch this. Let's watch this. So uh, <laughs> this ticked more boxes than I thought I had. So Rick, start us off with this one, my friend. Chicken people, oh, tell us. All right. We're, we're going to have to back up just a second there because uh, as we've just discussed off the pod, this has to be brought up very early doors in this. So if you listen to our QPR four-year plan document uh, documentary review, you will have heard me be very excited about the potential takeover of Newcastle United. Now, an hour before I had to watch this documentary, <laughs> we found out that that takeover is not going to fucking happen anymore. <laughs> the so, reason I'm laughing so meanly at this, it means Rick's team stays in the shitty bit with me. And, you know, misery likes company. So welcome back to the party, Rick. <laughs> oh, I, I gotta be honest. I sat down with my pen and thought this documentary better be phenomenally fucking good <laughs> to put me in a good mood right now. For four months, I've refreshed Twitter. I've read fucking Arabic to find out what's going on in the Saudi plan, and then it's all gone. And now I'm watching fucking chicken people. <laughs> it was lighthearted. I'd give it that. Very, it almost, yeah. it almost, it, it didn't patch any of the pain i'm going through right now and of course this is completely out of date because we've both recorded but within the narrative of the documentary discussions <laughs> this it was worth pointing out that i was fucking seething while watching this documentary um, well, while i was watching it i genuinely my mouth was agape 
and I just kept saying the same as I have on a couple of documentaries uh, recently. A gib? Am I am I doing a podcast <laughs> with Mark Twain over here? Like sometimes the age difference really comes across, Matt. <laughs> well, I just kept saying to myself, "Is this real? Are, are people really showing off chickens like in a competition? <laughs> this this is real, right?" Um, I googled it. Yeah, man, it, it 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 would appear unless they've set up a whole load of websites and they've created a book that dates back to the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, this is real, man. This is real. Well, hey, let's get into it then. So it starts off, and uh, they've both got the same name, the two main characters. They're both called Brian, isn't aren't they, the two main characters? Well, yeah, we've got a double Brian situation going on. So we've got Brian Caraca. Caraca, uh, yeah, yeah. America's Got Talent yeah. interview guy. That's the... <laughs> he, he is fucking Caracas. Um... <laughs> What, but what a he, great voice. I mean, that guy's got some pipes on him. He can sing. He, he can sing. That is that is the limit I will go to with yeah. his talent. He can sing. But um, he looks like um, if Matthew Perry was transitioning into a werewolf to me. Those sideburns yeah, on him. Yeah, that's a good shout. You're very good and at the so lookalikes. That, you are very good at that. Yeah, that's, got, a good, uh, that's a good I, skill to have. Yeah, s- since I got uh, where, where I'm from, everyone gets the piss ripped out of them mercilessly. Um, so like when I walk into a room it's like you ever seen Terminator 1 when he's selecting what yes. to say <laughs> that is that is my internal monologue selecting what I would say to someone <laughs> if I felt I had to be mean or come back with a witty comment because I'm insecure about myself <laughs> <laughs> my mate threw a party once and he had loads of pictures up in the wall of everyone who was at the party and he had pictures of me up there dressed in an Ewok costume surrounded by other characters from star wars and i went man i must have been hammered because that is clearly me but i don't remember wearing an ewok costume and it wasn't it was warwick davies <laughs> from the uh, life's too you sent me that photo yeah from willow yeah, and i am yeah i am the spit of warwick davies <laughs> but i was looking at the whole party and at the end i went mate I th- when did we have that party that the uh, the star wars party you fucking idiot! <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That that was that mad, much dark past with drugs and alcohol abuse <laughs> to the point where he mistook himself for a fucking Ewok. <laughs> I don't remember being in that great film. But um, yeah, so it starts off and uh, we see the Matt Perry looking like uh, he's singing to his chickens, and then he d- he then goes in and he tells us about this book. And now I think this book is the definition of madness. Because, it, what is it, The Standard of Perfection or The Perfection of a Bird? The book no, called? you got it. Yeah, it's called The Standard of Perfection. Basically, it's it's this, eugenics in chickens. This is what this documentary should have been called, Chicken Eugenics. Just so you know, as you know, Rick, I, I do like going down a, uh, I, I like the internet rabbit holes. So did you search for this book on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, really? no, I did not. Well, good job one of us did, Rick, because... I don't want my Amazon recommendations to be all for a suicide <laughs> self-help books. Um, <laughs> um, you can buy this. Uh, this is Amazon in the UK as well, right? You can buy this uh, in paperback or hardback, but not for the Kindle. I guess that's a, a leap too far for the expected audience. It's £8.45. And so I went to buy a copy. Uh, but I thought, read the reviews first, right? It turns out every single review on there 
is slagging the book down and they're slagging it down because it's a photocopy of the book right none of the reviews were positive obviously that didn't stop me buying it you bought the book <laughs> of course it did yeah um one review oh, which, which may help if you're interested in it right one <laughs> the fucking minimalist <laughs> yeah. over here <laughs> books don't count uh so if you're interested and you want to buy it, uh, the copy is of the 1905 Standard of Perfection. It's not updated. It's in black and white. And the person wrote, I guess it is what I ordered, but I think it was unclear of exactly what I was ordering. It is a book, The Standard of Perfection from 1905, but it's missing at least a few breeds. The one that has been added since 1905, if you're looking for an updated book, get the one in colour. I would order it from the APA website for $59. And that's just what I did since this missing number of duck breeds. And that's what we're looking to raise and my kids wish to show ducks. Good luck to you though, Lisa. How useful is that Amazon review? And I'm not normally into Amazon reviews, but yeah, so this book is real. It's all real, Rick. But it's 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 lighthearted the documentary, so it starts showing you like these chickens, and there's a couple of them that uh, it does. It's it's very sweet. It's like some of them with afros, and, and I think because I was so emotionally broken at the time, I was starting to become worried that am I susceptible enough to become one of these people right now and turn my back on society? It's a good thing. We weren't watching a Scientology documentary because I am ripe for recruiting for any sort of extremist religion at this point. Just after watching this, I was like, I'm glad I can't go to Nando's for a while because it, it makes you see chickens in a different light. Did you know there's 154 recognized breed of showbirds? I just thought... Not before yesterday, <laughs> I didn't know. Well, chicken's chicken, right? No, it is not. And they have a written description in the uh, American Standard of Perfection book for what every feather is supposed to look like. It's insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's things like, do you know, like the little mohawk a chicken yeah, has? Yeah. And they're saying how it can't be too perfect. It needs to be straight up, but then flop down on the yeah. side like a quiff. And one of the breeds is a leghorn, you know, from the cartoon, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, one of leghorn, them is a Foghorn yeah. Leghorn. I was like, oh, right, that's a real thing. And then you see the, the Ohio Nationals. The Ohio Nationals. Which is a huge... Yeah. The Ohio National, the Holy Grail, where you go and the guy who does the judging is fascinating to me. He just walks around he's like, I'd like him to have bigger feet. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just some poor guy biting his fingernails his whole year has been yeah. building to this. It's when he pu he pulls the feathers apart, right? And he's looking at the feathers. He's like, I don't like this feather here. And he's like, yeah, no score. <laughs> it was just brute. It's like kicking a song out of the Eurovision Song Contest because of one bum note. He's like, no, get out. You're not making it. Um, when she's, so the three people are Brian Knox, Sherry McCulloch, and Brian Caraca. And Sherry McCulloch, okay, she's quite sweet. And there's a great quote she says, when you raise a bird that makes it all the way to the champions with potentially a best in show, what else could you ask for in life? I, I don't know, Sherry. Maybe world peace. Maybe just end the captivity of killer whales. I don't know. You know, something. Let's let's do something, Sherry. But maybe there's more you could ask for. I, I believe I yelled the word Saudi owners <laughs> at the TV when you fucking said that. Yeah. You don't know our pain, Sherry. Oh, and when the black and white birds are being marked out, you better believe I had a tear in my eye. I was a broken man yesterday. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that don't know, black and white are the colour of Newcastle United. Oh, do you know what? If you don't know that, I don't want you listening <laughs> to this goddamn podcast. Turn it right? off now, I'm... you're out. Um, <laughs> and the most perfect bird, right, wins the title. It's a great title. Super Grand 
champion and at and at the Ohio Nationals, ten thousand birds are at this competition, and they've got to go around and look at each bird, and they proper look at them like they pick them up, go through every feather. It's insane. And I'll tell you this: the way the competition is set up is so complex, incredible. So you've got yeah. the different categories to go against different categories. The winner of that one goes to this one. The winner of those go to that one, and then finally a grand champion. Now you meet um one second there uh because they're both called Brian. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm about to talk about. I know Brian Carracker is the singer, and Brian Knox yeah is the engineer. Brian Knox's father says he just wants to spend his whole life messing with chickens. Well, that's Brian Caracas, I think. Oh, was that Brian Caracas? Um, I beg your pardon. Right. Yeah, so we're still talking to Brian Caracas at the minute. And Brian, I, I got to be honest, Brian Caracas' parents are above and beyond the best parents we've seen in the documentary. Hands yet. down. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really is a cautionary tale of what happens when you're too nice to your kids because this guy yeah. is. They are incredibly nice. They, because he are. lives away. He went, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get to look after my chickens. So, um, yeah, my parents do all the work for me. Really? He says, um, <laughs> he said, but my parents, though, they're not chicken people. I'm chicken people. I'm chick- <laughs> what a great quote. <laughs> yes, you are chicken people, Brian. Yes, you are. And again, a very sweet man, right? A very, very. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? All of them, you cut, you cut. There's what, there's one that I, I will get into, but the, they all go through their backstories uh, and, you know, you feel for them and it's a, it's a, it's a great character piece this this documentary but if you're looking for a narrative in line with the other documentaries we've been watching the chickens don't end up eating their owners yeah no <laughs> nothing bad happens here there is no there's no enemy there's no hero it just follows the life of three reasonably eccentric people and uh yeah it's it's quite lovely it, re- it really is i was just what, what i realized watching this is every subculture goes through this because every other subculture watch is watching going, you lot are weird, man. Because people will look at me and you for what we do, Rick, and go, what do you mean you follow football? What a waste of time. Whereas... I thought you were going to say the podcast. I was like, well, if you look at the analytics, <laughs> no, no one's looking at us, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only two other podcasts do discuss in documentaries, and one of them has quit. So uh, out of 750,000, we're very unique. <laughs> But yeah, the, the subculture of, of people who who follow chickens and raise chickens to have the best looking chicken. It's think of it like Miss World, but for chickens. Yeah, it, on that thought of the subcultures, um, I do think there is an appeal to having some kind of status in anything. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like y- y- you get a lot in outrage culture. So people get outraged about a little thing because they can be front of the mm. queue and and lead that. Yeah, well said. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. lead this cause. So th- as opposed to tackling after a big thing where you would be lucky to get a job in the mail room, this is, again, I think mixed in with a lot of heartache and uh, obsessive compulsive uh, behavior with them as well. Because then we meet Brian Knox, the Hatcherholic. The Hatcherholic. Now, what a great name. What a great name. I have I have never been more split on my feelings of a person than possibly Brian Knox. Oh, really? Because, what did Brian do? Yeah, because... All right, so 
he seems so lovely and it's for him it really is just about the chickens you watch the ohio nationals and everyone's dressed in their best clothes (laughs) to see everyone he he's not even wearing an iron jumper do you know what i mean he's He's literally, it's just about the chickens and it's just about getting it perfect. Yeah. It's not him. about what he looks like. It's about what they look like. As we've had to cut out a lot of in these podcasts, myself and Matt, as other halves, have both watched every episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> and I got to be honest, Brian Knox looks like at least 25% of the unsubs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may be because, uh, maybe he's got that look because he's hatched up to... I wrote this number down. Have I written this down? Is that 115,000 birds? No, I got that right. Yeah. 115,000 birds over the last couple of decades. It took him 25 generations to get a bird as good as the one that initially that we, when we meet Brian, he's winning best of breed. He's so happy. He he cries, right? He he won grand champion yeah. that year, which is an achievement. And then it goes to which oh yeah. god yeah in the in 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 the grand champion chicken world, there's no greater achievement you can yeah. get. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so he um, goes through the DNA. <laughs> it's it's uh, he goes through uh, the DNA and the ge- genetic lineage of the chickens he breeds from memory. Like, yeah. this guy is a complete savant. Yeah. I would like him to be working on a cure for cancer, not making chickens with prettier tail yeah, feathers. Yeah, that's a good shout. Because like, he, um, and he, it, he's got a whole system, isn't he, right? So every bird gets tagged yeah. when they're born. He knows who their parents were, grandparents were, great-great-great-parents were. They're all co- they all coded. He knows exactly what every single number is. He, yeah, he knows the stock, where it comes from. He is, he is incredible, right? He's an engineer. Yeah. Oh, and and he's like does a cool job. He, he engineers like the race cars at Monster Truck. Yeah, rallies and stuff like that. He is like super smart and a perfectionist. Yeah, with it, and um, yeah, it just means the absolute world to him. He's obsessed with it. It's a shame he didn't get involved. If if you've listened to the Blackfish episode, it's a shame he wasn't involved in the Killer Wow program because if he was, yeah, a few people would still be alive right now because he would he wouldn't have bred yeah. Shamu. You know, he wouldn't have bred Silicon. <laughs> uh, but in the same way, you know Michael Jordan, the basketball player. In in this, I'm, I'm aware he plays basketball. Yeah, yeah. Come on, do we need to spoon feed everything for these guys? I'm becoming <laughs> super annoyed at these listeners we don't have right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the same way that he's so obsessed about winning, etc., these people have got yep. exactly the same obsession. It's just for them. Yeah. It's about chickens rather than the NBA. That's all it is. Yeah. But, they're, no, but they're no different to Michael Jordan in any way, shape, or form. And, and they're not too brutal with the chickens. Like I always thought, like the, ch- chickens are so like scatterbrained, or do you know what I mean, erratic when you see them in, in a farm or something. Yeah. The, how calmly they can pick them up and they're not flapping the wings yeah. trying to get away or anything. I guess they bred that out of them, right? Because they've been breeding for a long time. Oh, I didn't think of that. Brian, the singer, he's he wants to go to the Ohio Nationals, and his bosses say, "Well, good on you, Bry. Good on you, son. But if oh. you miss a day's work, we're not going to renew your contract." Yeah, so he's part of a singing troupe yeah. uh, and goes around tours of that, and it's a great dig because every scene, Brian, the uh, Bry- we'll call him Caracas because right. <laughs> there's two yeah. Brians. All right, every time Caracas is in um, shot, he's singing. All the Do time. you know what I mean? Yeah. He is trying to get his voice over. 
And then you can tell it annoyed the documentary makers. Did you see the subtle dig? No. What what did they say? Right. So that, that so when they piece together what everything within the mise-en-scene of a, of a shot, right? So the mise-en-scene is what's in the frame that you see. Right. Right. That's that's like the, the film term of it. And so everything is chosen by a director, particularly if a camera zooms in on something. Right. So you have him talking about him being a singer, but then the camera pans and shows his work shirt with a retail name tag. Oh, yeah, because he's... That's right, he's handing out programs. Yeah, he works like at a theatre handing out programs now. So he's like an usher, basically, in a theatre. Because he lost the job with the of singing troupe. he did. Because yeah, he wanted yeah. to go to nationals. But the way that's just subtly cut in to... Yeah, you know what a name tag would mean. Yeah, you can stop the singing, Bri. It's okay. I like the woman, Shari, right? So Shari has five children, four dogs, one llama named Comet. She didn't list the names of her children or the, like, the dogs or anything, so she must really like that llama. She's got 200 chickens and 40 bunny rabbits. How, how does she find the time? Because her backstory is harrowing. She was like a mad, mad alcoholic yeah, for yeah. a period of time. It must be sad because she couldn't quit drinking for the kids, but she could for the chickens. Gotcha. <laughs> but she says poultry are her life because they listen to you and they interact with you. I thought that was a little bit insane. So I asked my cat and she she agreed. And then it cuts back to how many eggs um, Brian Knox hatches a year. That's a lot uh, of eggs. And I was like, yeah. And I was just like, how many just... How, like, how much of his di- diet consists of eggs? I bet he has one shit every five years. <laughs> I've recently found out what constipation is because I ate too many eggs. So, uh, yeah, it was not nice. I've never been in that much pain. And I've had people put metal into my body. <laughs> to be honest, those two things you mentioned there would be uh, inherently more fascinating documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> you sat there going, it normally comes out by now. That's weird. What, what I liked about <laughs> Brian Caraca is he said, yeah, Branson, that's where he lives, is a place where entertainers go to die. So I've checked it out, Rick, and we could probably afford a place there. It's actually quite cheap. So uh, I've got our retirement <laughs> taken care of. It's okay. We're going to live in Branson. Well, we're going to come back to that quote because there's a funny thing happens if I'm later there. But um, they're, they're showing like um, the chicks hatching, which I thought was cool footage. That's like good Attenborough-esque. Beer? Footage saying life being born, but the one that didn't make it out of the shell broke my fucking heart. I was just emotionally <laughs> crumpled by that. This I'm seeing a side of you I've never seen before. You've never got this level of empathy. We've talked about people getting murdered on here. We've talked about whales dying. And now you're getting upset about this little poor chicken. Because well, it's the way that the, um, the egg shell was still on its head it looked like the saudi um, <laughs> head garb it just just didn't make it out over I, the I've line see the recurring theme we're gonna have rick scott the end of this is meh i'm not happy <laughs> so uh all right so where, where, where do we get on this one um brian's parents also very nice like brian gosh uh, are brian they Knox, are they nice people just just very nice parents where, like, I don't know, like, maybe Timothy Treadwell wouldn't have been eaten if he had parents maybe. like this. He just yeah, would have yeah. had a couple, of, just a couple of chickens walking around well, the place. Well, what he said is, he goes, look, my right lifestyle, it isn't right for having a family or a girlfriend. It's all about the chickens. And he has a girlfriend, but she didn't make it. And she's chicken people. 
and he's chicken people. That is something I would have really liked him to go into. What his relationship? Wait, when it comes to that. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Brian's fascinating. You try because I'm trying to work him out. Because, like I said, I think he's either lovely or a serial killer that has a dis- disassociation and doesn't really even realize right. he does. Yeah, it. yeah, okay. Because you, you learn that the uh, the barn burnt down to the ground when he was a child. <laughs> I was just like Brian. <laughs> <laughs> What did his dad say, right? Is that after the barn burnt down, he said Brian was devastated because all his chicks died. And his dad said, yeah, so uh, we went out the next day. We bought the lumber. We built him a new barn. What are you, Amish? How did you do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was the grandparents that said that. So even his grandparents were super nice. But here's where I made my mind up on Brian Knox, okay? So there's a vulnerability to him that is endearing. Yeah. But he does look like someone who has searched for chloroform on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) But then they're at the dinner table and they're eating chicken. And the granddad says, like, a terrible limerick is a prayer. And Brian laughs for a full three minutes. And let me tell you, you do not find something like that that funny unless you are used to being treated like a piece of shit by human beings. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm on Brian's side now. He's been through some shit. And <laughs> we're not going to hear Brian's shit. But it keeps on cutting in between other of the chicken people. But it goes to... That aren't in the documentary, yeah, just to them to say some, something mental about yeah, them. Have you seen Modern Family? The, the sitcom. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. bit like that. So they have them sitting down. The talking yeah, heads. The talking yeah. head shot where they have the curtain behind them and they have a myriad of different personalities on there. And one of them says, if anyone asks me, do I eat chicken? I say to them, have you got children? Do you eat your children? No, that's not the same, mate. <laughs> chicken are not children. Although I wouldn't eat a cat. Although maybe I would eat a cat. I don't know. Depends on the sauce. Yeah. And there's the ones that put nappies on their chickens. Yeah. That made sense to me. The guy who said, yeah, I came home and the chicken was in in our marriage bed. You're like, okay. And he went, the chicken's got to go. And his wife bought a nappy for the chicken. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the chicken ain't going. Because then we go into finding out about uh, Brian Knox's engineering. Isn't he good? Well, Brian Knox's mum, we find out, she's in about her late 50s and and she talks about the time she was a drag car racer. Yeah. It's just, you're like, you what? Your son breeds chickens and you're a drag car. Hang on. Let, can we have a bit of time on her, please? Because she's fascinating. And she's this oh, sweet yeah. and, old and American she, lady. She's like, I didn't like it. I just wanted to be around Brian's dad, yeah. who was currently a drag racer. <laughs> and then she beat him. Yeah, because she was fast. It, it, yeah, is, yeah. She beat him. So he never raced again because he preferred to win than to, to, than to race. Wow. Which is a reoccurring theme with Brian when you hear about his relationship because he literally says, I couldn't be perfect at it, so I didn't want to do it. Yeah, so he's a fascinating man. When you see him, when you see him working on the, um, at the like the monster truck yeah, show. Yeah. Now the American monster truck show. What it reminded me of at first was uh, I, y- you may have experiences, but my dad used to always take us to bloody traction engine rallies. You ever been to a traction engine rally? No, no Rick. <laughs> oh. I was raised in a family of three. There was me, my sister, and my dad till my stepmom come along. So, no, I haven't been to a traction rally. I've been to a lot of shitty jumble sales is what I've been to. It's the Ameri- This is the American version of that. But when you see him in his in his gear getting ready to do the cars, John C. Riley in Talladega Nights could okay, literally yeah, be yeah. him right there. 
But he does. It, the thing is, he's not working on the cool monster trucks because his mum nearly died in a fireball accident in the drag car racing. He doesn't want to do anything that dangerous. So he works on vehicles that pull weight. So it's like tractor pulling. That's right. And yeah. he's the guy's got a talent, right? I mean, the guy's got a real. Ta- you can see his engineering. He's so. He's so uh, a Wapner. He's 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 just got that side of him that you're just like, oh, okay. Now he's going to breed, you know, champion chickens. That's what he's going to do. He he would be successful at whatever he decides to do. Yes, and he's decided chickens. Have you seen his attic? Which has, I mean, <laughs> it it would be ridiculous to wave out the possibility Brian may be on some sort of spectrum. Even the attic is like the most elaborate train yeah uh train set you've ever seen in your life just flying around which he's engineered perfectly and then he's went back to his other thing that needs to be right and then we go back to sherry sherry yeah yeah sherry sherry or more sorry it's all right (laughs) it's um you're just getting flashbacks from women in rehab (laughs) when when you see her we're all like that yeah everyone's got an, an issue when the animals start dying on the farm, the llama got sick, and then she just got a bag full of dead chicks. Oh. It's like, oh god, that's that llama died. Bloody heart wrenching. Yeah. I've never seen this much empathy coming through you. It's this is reasonably it, upsetting. It's it's like an eclipse. Okay, like it'll be here, but don't look <laughs> at it. <'cause> it'll hurt. <laughs> um, and then the documentary moves forward, right? Because avian flu hits America. 21 million birds have to be destroyed and the Ohio show is cancelled. Now, we've been leading up to the Ohio show. That's what the whole documentary is about, right? Lead up to the Ohio yeah. show. It's like COVID-19, but for the for the poultry community. And um, they're, they're all quite gutted. I'm glad you finished that sentence because I had a much mean word <laughs> <laughs> lined up for who that was for. But it was really good foreshadowing, wasn't it? Compared to what we're dealing with now of things being cancelled, yeah. everything being locked down, compared to like, oh my God, oh, nationals. What are we going to do yeah. about nationals? <laughs> so they, they switch to, which again, it's very telltale of uh, what's going on now because we switched to the states that didn't bother locking <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. they, what do they switch to? Bingo the to Knoxville Dixie Classic is what we're now focused on. The, the Knoxville Dixie Classic. But in between that, we see Caracas as put on his own one-man show for singing. is In Branston? In Branston, yeah. Yeah, and he... <laughs> In a scene earlier, he says, I could sell out any room in in the whole area and then bless his parents because I've seen this happen in comedy. You've seen this happen in comedy There's, to me. No, not to you because I've never seen you turn up with a busload of people because <laughs> his parents literally bring a busload of people to see their son's show. Yeah. And it's sparse. I mean, the it's show is fine. He does all right. He does okay. I it's... don't know. I, uh, financially, he did because he overcharged the pensioners his parents were bringing. But it wasn't. It wasn't the sellout show. It was all right. And he's a good singer. He's a good singer. He's just not got that X factor of a, a decent hairline. <laughs> You're so mean. I, I liked it. the the thing that that stood out for me was when uh, Sherry, when she's getting ready for the Knoxville Dixie Classic. She holds up one of her birds. She looks at it and she says, you, you're a warrior. <laughs> How Tread William was that? I mean, she was just talking to this bird. You know, you're going to 
win. I want to see. She's got the DuPontness about her. Going, You're going to win. This is what winners do. This is how winners behave. She got the best of variety in Knoxville. Oh, don't ruin the big climax, <laughs> Matt. Come on. No, that was in Knoxville. That was a fair play to her. I mean, it wasn't Ohio. Oh, I don't know the difference between those two things. Tell people about what Shawshank he gets out in the end. <laughs> Come on, this is this is what this old documentary's riding on. And then, um, so they, they get to uh, the Dixie Classic, and it's uh, it's Caracas that you see unloading. So he brings about thirty chickens yeah, yeah. with him to the Dixie Classic, and the way he is acting around his chickens, getting them ready for show, is hilarious. Because like, oh my god, you put so much effort into this, and they just look like garbage, just garbage. <laughs> and he's just like, you prep them for fourteen months, and then they do an hour in a van, trapped in a little box, and they look. Awful. We've done some car share gigs like that. <laughs> Sing them a song, Bri. They'll be all right. And then just the the anxiety as the judges going around and checking yeah. everything, just bite the fingernails. And they, it looks like they're all going to start to, you know, get to one level. And it's all, it looks like they've been selected because in each specific category, they have the best. So there's going to mm. go to one-on-one between there. So... I think Brian goes through the first one. Caracas goes through the first yep. one. And then as does Sherry and Knox. Yep. But then it comes down to a head-to-head between Knox. Brian, Knox, and Sherry, yeah. Knox and Sherry. Because Sherry goes through to the grand final. And he's really chuffed for her, Brian Knox. What a lovely guy, right? Because for him, it's about perfection. Yes. Yeah, it's not yeah. about winning. So so he's like, Oh no! Yeah, it's no problem losing to that bird one bit, and I thought she would win because her birds looked like the most charismatic. Well, it was a warrior, Rick, because they've got like afros. It wasn't a warrior. It looked like like a, a Tina Turnery like fro from back <laughs> in the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anything that makes them look more human and cute, I thought. I thought she's yep. got. She's got to have a, a, a shot. If I was to put my money on it, and then we get to. The grand final, because then we meet uh, the love interest Brian had. Yes. That didn't work out. I wanted to hear a lot more about that. And it was just yeah, glossed uh, over. I, but you could tell he hasn't recovered from that. Well, he hasn't tried to. Like, he just thinks it's not for him from the looks of it. Because she's got a daughter with him. And I, the way Brian and Brian Knox is, it could have been she wasn't the perfect height when she was born or perfect weight. So he didn't <laughs> want to be a parent. Doesn't, doesn't acknowledge she exists. The dad has to sort out that one who didn't make it. She's not a winner. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been fascinating. But again, it's clearly hurt because he didn't go into it. It's what you said earlier. You know, if if he can't be perfect at it, he's not going to do it. And he said, "I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be perfect at being in a relationship." So yeah, and again, the way he responded to to losing to Sherry was heartwarming. That's kind yeah. of what you you'd hope to see. Mental, and then you meet his mentor. That was inside his chicken mentor because that chicken mentor guy. Oh, did he try and inject some emotion to a guy that doesn't have emotion? God, yeah. Like, because he comes over and um, he starts talking and he's got, I don't even know what it is. It was like a plate with a pot on top of it. It was a water bottle for feeding chickens. Right. So he he gave him this in like a box, which he had to take out loads of newspaper to see what it is. And Brian isn't socially great. So he's just like, okay, watch this. And he's... Looking at this, like, chicken feeder, what do you call it? Chicken water? Gives water to chickens. And it's it's old, yeah. right? It's, it's from an American point of view. It's an antique. 
And the guy is trying to say, you are my, like, I've been your mentor since the age of 12. That was 42 years ago. I would like to pass this on to you. He's in tears saying this, this old guy. And Brian's looking at this feeder like, well, it's not the right angle. (laughs) Like, this... This isn't the right shape for a chicken water feeder in these days. It's, it's, the spout's supposed to be 45-degree angle. And again, he's just, Brian's just looking at his feet saying thank you. Is this guy's crying saying you're the best thing to happen to my yeah. chicken hobby uh, as a 12-year-old? It's a beautiful moment. Brian Knox is not affected by such emotions. He, he's literally stood there. He's completing Rubik's Cubes as this guy's crying. <laughs> Brian says earlier on, he says... Uh, yeah, chickens, you know, I got I got chicks from a hatchery and they were my first real pet. Well, I had a dog, but you know, how shit was that dog that you had to choose chickens, right, instead of the dog? Right, he only got one. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if he looked at that dog and went, in 19 generations, I can have a massive head on that dog. Because <laughs> dogs take a while. I want a dog with just one <laughs> massive paw. Just one massive paw. And he, I tell you what, if you wanted that... Brian Knox is your guy. He could make that happen. Yeah. Oh, Christ. He, um, it reminded me when he said he had chickens as pets. I had a mate that I used to work with. And he had, as a kid in New Zealand, he had a chicken instead of a dog. And he'd come home from school and the chicken would run out from the farm and he'd see him. They'd hang around. They'd play together. He hung out with a chicken for a couple of wow. years. And to teach him a lesson, his dad one day killed the chicken and made him eat it. And up until that point, I thought my parents were cruel. And I'm hearing this, I was aged about 25, and I thought, ah, my dad was all right. <laughs> my stepmom was a reasonably nice woman, I, I guess. I have heard a, a version of that story to so many people. Like, um, father-in-law, his dad killed his pet turkey and then told him over Christmas dinner, and now you can't give Big Dave turkey, can't eat it, you'll throw up. Told him over dinner, laughing. It was Gobbler, I think it was called. And was it? Did he really do that, or was it just a joke? Yeah, did it. What is up with people? <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, it built it built work ethics. I'll tell you that because that because that shit never happened. Like my parents are far closer to uh, to being Caracas parents and being a little bit too supportive <laughs> in a dream that might not come off. <laughs> when we're working in Tesco's, Tesco's one day, Rick, we're bloody supportive parents. How dare they? I've, I've, I've retired. I'd rather starve. I have actually retired from retail. Yeah, <laughs> I've probably got five years left in me. <laughs> oh, I know, but you're, you're weird. Like, at the start of summer, you wanted to get a job in an Amazon warehouse because you felt guilty for working in the corporate sector. I know. I thought it would be nice to uh, just see the other side, you know. No, okay, clearly not. <laughs> I was so worried about you when you were telling me that dumb shit. <laughs> I just wonder how I'm going to cope with being poor, you know. And I could be around all of that stuff. I'm trying to live a minimalistic lifestyle, excluding the chicken book. I can't believe you bought the chicken book. Yeah, I'll be in an Amazon warehouse with all the stuff. So it'll still be okay. It's like I've still got stuff, even though it's all boxed up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, makes sense. Just so you know, Brian Knox's mentor, I made a note of his name. His name was Dick Stevens. Yeah. Dick Stevens. It was a lovely moment. Just a yeah, genuinely he's... nice moment. For him. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Sherry wins Best Bantam, as I said, which is impressive, right? You can't help but be pleased. Mm. And then they announce the overall winner. And it's a fellow we've not even seen at all. Where did he come from? Yeah. 
It was one of those ones in the cutscenes that says that um, I eat chicken yeah, yeah. every day. It's or like, something oh, he's like that. he's a winner. It's it's like having a documentary about football, never once mentioned in Brazil, and at the end, oh yeah, Brazil won, and that's it. Yeah, it's- yeah. But then they name Sherry as the reserve champ, grand yeah, she champion. Did well, Sherry, and, and I got to be honest, there's a chance that that's because she has shed more light on the competition than anyone will ever if they give it to her. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, I could be on camera in this documentary about the thing I love, or I could pick this bird <laughs> to win. Yeah, she brought a bit so, of glamour to it, right? Five children, and she still does all that work. Yeah, I'm, I'm just amazed at yeah. the girl. I really, yeah, her work ethic. What what we'll do to uh, because effectively she she said you know chickens are what helps her keep off of the alcohol because it gives her something to focus on. Yeah, yeah, which amazes me since she's got three kids. Five kids, <laughs> yeah, five five kids, Jesus. and she named the chickens as her savior. What does that say about her as a mum? Is, is that good? Or, I don't know, but whatever she needs, and if that's what it takes, amen to that. Yeah. Good on you, Sherry. There was a part I, I wasn't a big fan of where she talked about her dreams as a kid, as a bird, and how she'd land and stuff like that. Well, wasn't a fan. Not nice. Everyone has a dream of flying, don't they? Matt, how many conversations have we had? <laughs> how many conversations have we had? Do 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 I pretend to have reverence <laughs> over, over over a dream of me fucking being one of the Ghostbusters <laughs> at the age of 12? Oh, and I'll never forget the way I imagined people would see me just as free and stopping ghosts. No, you wouldn't, because it's not good conversation. This <laughs> is rude to, to to impart that level of self-indulgence on a person conversation. But luckily, she brings glamour to the documentary. So that, that would be the equivalent of doing a podcast about documentaries and moaning about a takeover that didn't happen <laughs> six weeks before. Because when this documentary goes the documentary out, is yeah, released. It's gonna, it'll probably yes. be like September, October time. Yeah, you'll you'll have the Rick Wharton Memorial <laughs> Show before that. <laughs> You're still going to have Ashley by then. That's the sad thing. So, um, yeah, so you enjoyed it, right? Considering your mental state at the time, we we chose it well. Got, I I I got to be honest. I, as I, I I zoomed in on Brian Knox, I like Brian Knox, but I'm also waiting for a sequel <laughs> when I find out he's burned down the family home. <laughs> when he's done a Brian again but he seems lovely like he's such a genius as well and and genuine that's what I like in people authenticity there was nothing he was putting on he was genuine and when he supported the person who beat him yeah that you're right that was just a beautiful moment the whole documentary I, I sort of walked away and I was like oh that's that's nice what a what a nice thing there was no there was no malice in it in any way I thought they just they'd made the documentary with heart it was pure heart and that was, you know, you can't knock that. Well, if you haven't seen it, just watch it. Just just because it's worth it, right? Just to just give you that feel-good moment. I mean, how, how many um, documentaries have we reviewed to Ooh, date? 13. Out of 13, there's 11 I'd watch first. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> this is the one you're checking in on. Soaked so, so in bleach will get watched again before this. I'd rather watch the Flat Earth documentary. I, I, I gotta be honest, where the Flat Earth one may have been lost, but who, that's just probably a conspiracy. Don't want us getting the word out. Maybe. And then the Kate Nash one, I'm unsure of. <laughs> yeah, but this one, so what, what What would you score this one but at? This one's nice, and it's 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 a fun little like character piece. You get to meet some wacky people, and you do kind of feel better about yourself. There you go. <laughs> a little bit. I've never seen it. this side of you. It's it's 
this is this is nice. I am really trying, like, because uh, I could go full full meltdown, and I don't even mean meltdown like yell and scream. And I mean, oh, I haven't drank in a year, and I have a full cupboard <laughs> plus a special edition brown ale. I was saving for a fucking special special occasion. That's getting drunk tonight, Rick. That's now's the, now's the time, yeah, my lock- man. Now's the time. No, it's saved until Ashley leaves. I'm saving that like a bottle of champagne on a wedding day. But yeah, so it was it was all right. It was all right. I got like I, there was nothing directly hateable about these people. The problem was very little happens in this. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's not bad. So I'd give it a two. But if you stick that up there with you know music superstar that was you know everyone's convinced it was suicide for twenty years, and then to find out these recordings prove otherwise, or grizzly man the the guy who goes off and gets eaten by a bear or blackfish or or any of those ones that i've lost count of the other ones we've done just uh it it doesn't co- d- d- doesn't compete with them in terms of what i look for in entertainment in a documentary but i am rooting for brian knox i know he probably hasn't got twitter but if he does I like <laughs> so you're gonna give that a healthy two i'm gonna give it a healthy three so that's in whatever he tweets i'm gonna tell me spell it wrong <laughs> <laughs> If I can't do it right, I'm not doing it at all. Um, So thank you very much for listening. We have more episodes coming up. We've also got some exciting news. Matt Wills is back gigging again. We'll have some dates to follow in, cut into episodes. If you want to go up to him, tell him how funny his co-host is. Feel free. (laughs) So coming up soon on Discussing Documentaries, there's an honest liar. Really looking forward to that one. And Where to Invade Next, which is the first outing for a Michael Moore documentary. And considering he's like the Woody Allen of documentaries, yeah, that one should be good. I'm a big Michael Moore fan. I can't believe we're only just getting to Michael Moore. Oh, I think we need to build a following before we talk 9-11 conspiracies and joke about that, yeah. Because if you if you watch Fahrenheit 9-11, the Saudis come up in that <laughs> awful lot. <laughs> the ex-best friends of Rick Wharton. So join us again, download more episodes, subscribe, send me and Rick a message. We, uh, we've had a few recommendations as well. They look proper horrible. If you want to torture myself and Rick, send us a message of what you'd like us to watch and we will watch it. We will dissect it and we will we will try to enjoy some of this stuff i was thinking it would be a niche if we did every documentary over the course but i was on pirate bay and i typed in documentary and one of the top hits was a one called we need to talk about the jews (laughs) (laughs) we're not doing that one we are that is not (laughs) there's a lot that's the last thing yeah, we need. Yeah, there's to a lot about. of crap out there. There's a everyone's making a documentary. So, They're up there with podcasts. What was the recommendations? Uh we have um uh, wrestling with ghosts. That was from that was oh, from yeah. my missus. Uh right. <laughs> so the social media outreach is huge. It's vast at this. Point. Well, I don't want to spoil the other stuff, right? So um because we because okay, we're gonna fine, oh, I haven't fine, got really. back to the other people yet uh, to let them know we're gonna we're gonna do it and then the dates we <laughs> whether or not Emperor Rick has given <laughs> a thumbs up or a thumbs down for <laughs> but when she suggested it and I went we're not doing any more wrestling stuff we're done with wrestling and she went no 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 it's not a wrestling one and I went oh okay it's got wrestling in the title she went yeah it's all about a woman who's got real issues and from a social work point of view I was like oh okay all right well. We'll give that a go. That that ticks mine and your boxes for the you know the people we're involved. Okay, with. I'm going to tell you, 95 percent of that documentary is her in a kitchen 
with a cigarette in, lit in the ashtray, yep. wearing an Alessi jumper, saying it's not easy yeah. being me. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there footage of it not easy being you? Of course there isn't. It's a mad choice. Me being miserable helps pay for Matt's mortgage, so get on board. <laughs> right, so join us again. Uh, I will bid you adieu. Cheerio from me, Matt Wills. Say goodbye, Rick. Right, thanks very much for listening. <laughs> Oh, my God.